Okay, with Alexander Miguel, House of Mystic Magic is the fashion short film from the UK. Would would you call this like an avant-garde fashion film? Do you like to like? Is that a good categorization of your film? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I mean it's quite a broad term in a sense, so it usually fits with what I do. I just like to experiment and make um, weird, unusual um, video art that I feel hasn't really been seen or done before. So. Yeah. So tell me about, okay. So tell me about the process. Like you just like how you just described. So obviously there's a lot of moving parts with a film like this performances, art direction. So you said you like to experiment. So how do you, how does someone like yourself, like when you make a film like this, organize the shoot, so to speak, do you have like a full script? Like, how do you, like, how do you put it together? Um, <clears throat> It's very, it's very, depending on the project i think this one in particular usually you would have a script first and a story uh ready to go on this occasion i i knew that i wanted to collaborate with the designer um yeah. so we we spent a long time sort of developing uh he let me go through all of his designs and pick my favorites a lot of them had like a very animalistic nature or very like big evil creature um, so once I'd picked my favorites, I think I had 10 characters and I started developing a story based around these characters. So in this instance, the, the fashion actually came first and then everything else was gotcha. built into that, uh, which is a, was a different way of working. Um, but um, I thought it was quite, you know, that's, sometimes that's how you have to go about it. And um, like like I sometimes I like to say, you know, the project just happened and I was just kind of trying to keep up with it. It it sort of took a turn on its own and I just had to go with it um, and what it was trying to tell me. So, so yeah, that is how it started. And then uh, quite a big project, quite a lot of people on board yeah. behind as well. <clears throat> a lot of hair and makeup. Uh, <laughs> um, the costumes and- are like, this. just talk about the costumes. They're, they're amazing. They're amazing. So then the, the person designs the costumes and then they, do they approach you to like make a film about like their designs? Like, how does that, how does that happen? Um, yeah. So again, like in this instance, I think, cause we both really wanted to do something artistic. We wanted to make like this little <clears throat> art house, experimental fashion film, um, showcasing his outfits um but in a very fantasy surreal kind of setting so um yeah all of the the pieces that i chose like he had made all of them already not for this purpose in particular um but it, that's how it sort of became and some of them because i was picking and choosing from stuff like his pictures on his website and some of them he had sold so he said it's fine i can remake them for the purpose of this fashion <laughs> film so he remade some of them yeah. and he said hey, well, it's, these turns out even better than the ones that i i initially made so um it took some time but of course we had um the whole covid um lockdown uh, time so so he, he he had time to sort of he really had time to remake these pieces um so that when things open up again we were ready to shoot so the, the designer's name what was it who's the designer Ashley Pierce and his Ashley. label is Old Mystic Magic. Oh, oh, gotcha! And so he must love this film, then. Like it's a total showcase of of his of his yeah style. 
Oh yeah, it really is. I mean, everything that that the models are wearing, from head to toe, including shoes and jewelry, everything is designed by him and pieced together. Um, even the Jesus outfit is all designed. Is all done by him. Yeah, yeah. Even down to the the trousers and the the chains. Wow. There's a lot of beautiful detail that you can't necessarily see, but yeah, there is like lots of little crucifix and stuff hanging off of the the jewelry there. So um, there is um, there's a great level of detail that we try so hard to you know really capture because I wanted to really show off the the intricacy of of some of the pieces. So okay, so then so then they the, the this, this particular designer, it's like they they he just sells like all his original work. There's like no there's not like a mass production line that's like um like to give people context of this type of fashion. Like he creates something and then sells like it's almost like an artwork. It's almost like a, it's like a painting in a sense. He just sells it to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very much uh, custom made. Um... But, you know, if you sell something, you can always make it again if someone wants it. But, yes, it is one of a kind. Um, so, yeah, we, I mean, we we're quite lucky, really, because we we cast the models and the outfits. He said this is this is actually kind of funny because he, he said you know, this um, label is called Mystic Magic. And he said, you know, I, I make them in a standard size and it just miraculously works so that whoever wears it, it fits somehow. So <laughs> that's kind of what happened with this. Like, you know, not all the models that were exactly that size, but they somehow, the outfits magically fit. Uh, so th that was quite nice, actually. And so he does a lot of uh, like uh, headwear too, right? Like he does a lot of hats, masks, things like that. Yeah. So hats and masks is where he started. That's where the business started for him. And then he branched out into full, full, um, wear couture so um yeah but essentially that's where it started so i thought it was very important to me to showcase at least a few of the masks and headpieces because to like to him that's quite a special thing that's where it started so yeah i think quite as soon as we started talking i realized that you know he's what i'm looking for and i'm what he's looking for in terms yeah. of you know, project so everything happened very organically we're very good friends we touch base um you know weekly uh trying to do new projects together you know that i can borrow his pieces for music videos or other things so it's a great work relationship that we have created and it all started with this fashion film it's almost like there's like a like i i'm i'm part of my ignorance but it's like a throwback of like a, a certain style back in the in yesteryear <laughs> like 19th century kind of like high class kind of style i guess like the with the royalty or people who had means i guess would wear like hats and choker necklaces that kind of style i guess yeah yeah so um well a lot of what he does it's very i think he's very inspired by designers like alexander mcqueen so he uses a lot of um it's a it's supposed to look very animalistic you know he uses feathers he uses you don't use yeah. real fur and 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 leather but he, everything kind of has that quality but then you have completely different things like the the cotton candy fairy and that's just completely nuts you know um but nevertheless it had quite an animalistic um look to it you know the producer said you know she may look cute and and smiley but she she looks also extremely evil um 
And I think for us, it was it, everything came together in the name of fantasy and fairy tale. So to to me, it was very fairy tale driven from the start, and that's, that's right. the kind of I really like to do. So even though we have our own narrative within the fashion film, you can also find little references to other fairy tales, such as you know Alice in Wonderland, and um, it, there is a lot of bits and pieces there. Black Swan. Um, so I was really trying to play many strings there so people can be like oh I can kind of this kind of feels like a bit of this and a bit of that um but not quite um and then you have of course like the, the good and evil and how everything in between needs uh, yeah. and joins together um and um Queen Elizabeth the uh, first which is kind of the inspiration behind the the queen in the bathtub so yeah then you because like if you go to his website like his his autumn winter line there's a lot of crowns like you can buy crowns and and uh like uh basically kind of like yeah like you, how you describe like kind of like fantasy like like feather mask and like there's a certain fantasy element to his style and like uh i should say like a lot of fur hats but i should say faux fur hats right so uh right they're they're that's what they're 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 like they look like fur but they're they're not anymore i guess right exactly yeah okay so talk so, about the i'm curious about the religious undertone uh thematic in your film who, who came up with that idea yeah so well he he had the 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 outfits for Jesus already, and I thought, you know, I'd really like to do something with that because they were very beautiful, they were very powerful, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a power figure. Um, so I thought, okay, but if we're gonna do that, we kind of need to have a whole story around it, otherwise it'll feel out of place. So we started there with good and evil. So you have the the devil and and Jesus, and then you have all the characters in between and how they're affected either by the good or by the evil. Um, but you know, it's it's very abstract. I think the designer he's very he's very into this whole idea of of fairy tales, you know, um, and and I think we both kind of bonded over the fact that we're kind of using the fairy tale aesthetic as a means of escape, escapism from from you know the world sometimes and all the all the horrible things that are going on and and to me that's kind of where I felt we connected. We were both very into fairy tales and and that kind of setting, both visually, aesthetically, and also storytelling wise. Um, so yeah, I suppose it, this was kind of our way to put our head head in the sand, I guess, and and kind of live in our own little fairy tale bubble where everything. It's is interesting magical. because it's somebody who has like who's someone who's religious, and basically attends church, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Go, uh, they they're gonna watch this film from a different lens, from a different point of view. They're gonna see the 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 obvious kind of Jesus coming to to life the resurrection um yeah that there you know what I mean there's all these symbolisms these religious symbolisms in your film yeah so obviously we start off with a very strong scene there where Jesus is uh, in chains yeah which is uh, how the story goes and but you know by the end of the film he is broken free from those chains and he's yeah. joined everyone else in in life so um that's kind of where we were going with that but you know you have that but then oh you know you have have all the other other characters as well and what they symbolize so um yeah there was um there was no harm intended in 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 that um 
and there, there's a, like, but there's a nice sexuality with your film too obviously right like uh like jesus is yeah. jesus put together like he's got uh he's a he's a handsome dude who like who who like who i probably goes to the gym about t- twice a day right so basically and and then you got the, the sexuality even with the bathtub with the girls and you know what i mean like that's part of the, the film too i guess right yeah yeah so i think for me you know uh, fashion and well, my aesthetic in general is quite alluring. I think that's kind of one of the things that people recognize um, in my work. Uh, I think the nature of the, the whole animalistic nature of it, that's sort of what we were trying to yeah. bring to the surface, I think. Um, so essentially, all of these pieces of storyline, they were all born from the costumes. So essentially, uh, in short, I was I'm taking what I felt was within the costume and bringing it out, you know. So you, you can see like a lot of the props and sets, you, they are an extension of the costumes. Yeah, uh, you have like, for example, the the the, the queen's fight, um, which essentially is the the good and evil, uh, another battle of of good and evil, and and you kind of you have the rose petals from the outfit coming into the room into the environment uh and same with the the ice queen there with the her her the snow coming coming out of the outfit and into the room uh and we did that with a lot of the outfits as well the um the 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 raven for example in the black raven in the in the in the bird's nest uh if you look closely you can see feathers um scattered everywhere so so it's kind of like the the the, the costumes are impacting the environment. They're causing action to happen in a sense. So that was one of the things that I tried to keep as a as a thread throughout the whole thing. Yeah, hundred percent. So talk to me about uh, the production itself because I according to your blog, you had some there's some conflicts along the way. but let's talk about the casting because uh, obviously there's needs to be specific, casting choices for these roles like especially Jesus and the models and the female models so how was that process like how do you find these these people and and put it all together because it's, it's, it's a huge cast like 10 there's like 10 10 actors right yeah yeah there is uh, I think this is probably the most models I've had to cast um a, a project like this is a bit weird to cast because you need people that are models so that they know how to showcase the clothes, but you also need them to do some acting. Yeah, exactly. In a so, but nece- but actors don't necessarily have that modeling aspect to them, and models necessarily don't have the acting. Not to mention in- choreography. They, they, there's some choreography involved in in the like a little bit of dancing, a little bit of movement, I guess too, right? Exactly. So. I thought you know it was it was difficult to cast because you some of them had to be very specific looks wise in order f- to convey the message that I wanted such as you know Jesus and um uh, Queen Queen Elizabeth as well like we kind of knew we wanted we thought it'd be nice you know if you had red hair stuff like that so um there was a lot of things that had to fit um and yeah we did auditions and some of them now some of the people i knew already some of the early people that we cast i i I had worked with before but then you know covid happened and we had to push the shoot date three four times which is not ideal 
Uh, and when doing that, obviously, you lose people along the way because it's difficult to then find a date that fits for everybody if you change yeah. it. Uh, set it, uh, you know, change it from the initial date that was agreed upon at first. But you know, these things were completely out of out of our control. So, um, yeah, it was it was a struggle. Um, the producers, you know, kept joking that the project is cursed. You know, it's it's every obstacle along the way for everything we solve. There is another uh, ten things that has to be sorted out. So, um, there was a time when we thought we were never going to be able to finish it. Mm. Um, Luckily, everything came together, and it was it was such a great day on set as well. Like everyone, I think, was really enjoying themselves. Um, I ended up with a cast that, because you know they had to look right for the role, but they also had to look right together as an ensemble. Um, and you know that's two completely different things to consider as well. So, yeah, but um, I was I was very very pleased with. Um, with the outcome so some of them had to be dancers that was kind of specific for the role and some of them did not have to be so you have some of them that does some some dancing and some movement and they are actually dancers yeah They're ballet and very dancers um yeah so yeah so tell me That's... about the you, you said you had a difficult yeah you spent like a year in post-production and of course the song is very important when did you think when did you find the song uh did you find it in post did you already have it figured out while you're shooting what was that process um <clears throat> yeah so well on this particular project we didn't have an original score in place at the start so on set i was using temp music and moody music to get the actors in that right mindset that i wanted the performance to be um and then once it had, we had filmed it and we started editing, that's when we got the composer involved. Usually we would have gotten them in earlier. Um, but I think because it was such a big project as well, like it was too many things to to consider at one point in time. So I decided to wait with that particular part till later. Um, but the way it's cut together, it's kind of, then we got the music uh, and it's, it's such a brilliant piece of music that... Um, a dear friend of mine who is the composer he's I I know exactly what I get when when he works on the project so I knew what I wanted and he delivered exactly that so it was supposed to be quite airy um quite um you know had some some sort of like chamber music feel to it but then it sort of goes into like a weird pop um place and 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 that was kind of the idea as well i wanted to kind of merge together this old regal rustic feel with something much sexier and more modern and contemporary um so um yeah and then the editing then follows the music as if it was a music video so yeah so sometimes you would edit the film for narrative purposes and then get a score tailored custom made to the picture but in this instance we treated it like a music video so we had the music and then we cut the visuals to fit the beat perfectly 100 yeah. yeah. percent. that makes sense so obviously you watch this film like well obviously to me maybe not to you but you watch this film and there's you get 100 different people to watch it and you get 100 different interpretations Hundred different feelings and moods. It's like it's a very kind of interesting film. Uh, and also, you know, you kind of reference it uh, too. Is that there's little subtle kind of moments in the film where you you need to watch it again <laughs> and again and again. You have to watch it a few times because it's like 
but then the, but the first viewing is like you get you get this the sense of like it's just really cool it's just like it's like <laughs> i'm just being general it's like it's a really cool film to watch it's like it's like it's pretty it's interesting you know what i mean like there's all these kind of like sexual symbolisms there's religious undertones happening a lot of amazing things so in the long-winded question is that what did you think about what we sent the audience to you what did you think of what they had to say about your film when the video that we sent you um i thought that was really great to hear um you know because you know these are real people with with an opinion and they don't know anything about the filmmakers or the models or the designer or anything so they're coming in fresh and they're watching it um and i think well, a lot of what what they touched upon is exactly what I wanted. So I wanted it to be a lots of big visuals that just jump at you. Um, but because I have tried to incorporate such a, a level of uh, you know detail and microscopic detail into the the set dressing and the costumes and and the narrative as well, what I want is for people to want to watch it again. Um, you know, to watch it a few times, yeah. and I think by by doing so you know that's something that will stick with people they will remember this piece because of all the the details and the intricacy that went into it and of course you know the the, the costumes that the designer has created are already um eye widening i think so when you take it all of that big stuff because one of the outfits is just big enough by itself but you throw all that stuff in one clip <laughs> there's going to be a lot of overwhelming stuff just jumping at you um yeah i think a, a lot of what they said that's exactly sort of what what i wanted people to take away from it but obviously it, there's always that aspect of people see things that the filmmaker hadn't initially intended um they they dive much deeper into it yeah. uh, and you know you you can find bits and pieces and, and some of it is intentional and some of it weren't. Um, but that's the beauty, I think, of doing uh, a clip that is this abstract that, you know, there are several different ways that you can interpret it. And I think that's a valuable, that's a fun thing to do as a filmmaker. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. And so where does this film go? Like, like you're submitting the festivals now it's uh there's like a I, I see youtube link but it's unlisted right now you haven't shown to the public what's the what's the agenda for making this film like you it's to go on the on the art on the, the web the designer's website like what's the overall big picture here yeah so um it's got multiple purposes really and that's how we intended it to begin with so we have the f the finished fashion film which is about four minutes uh and that's the full length piece we do have some teasers out to let people know that, you know, we have this film now, it's going through all the festivals at, at the at the moment. And when the festival cycle then comes to an end, we're gonna release it and we're gonna try and get into some magazines. Um, we have a couple interested already. Um, and we're also gonna then use the footage to cut together like a couple of shorter like commercials gotcha. for the brand. Um, and used for portfolio and, and show real purposes. And I think the designer is will be putting up more clips and pieces. We'll probably use it more chopped up uh, rather than the full thing. But we'll be using both, I think. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a, a multi-purposeful showcase clip. But um, the film in itself, yes, we, it will be released. Um, 
online and, and then particularly on the designer's website to to show what he can do. Gotcha. And then you, like you said, you can then you can start chopping like chopping it up, meaning that you can have a 30 second commercial, a 15 second commercial, kind of like there's so much in your in your cut, I guess, right? So then it's sort of promoted whatever you need to promote, you can do, I guess, right? Exactly. And I think I when putting this together, you know, I was obviously a thing that inspired me a lot was these really high-end um fragrance commercials because they're often very bonkers and and very big and visual and absurd sometimes and and I thought that that's something that we could definitely do with this type of fashion so it's something that you know as soon as you even just see a still from it you have to stop and look because it's, it's just clothes that you don't really see a lot um and, and and crazy colors and stuff so yeah um I think this is something that both the designer and I and the models involved as well could really benefit from for a long time. We've gotten a lot of um, attention from from this already, like the, the small clips and teasers we've put out. Like we're getting a lot of people, especially industry people, interested in in um, wanting to know more, wanting to collaborate on something that is kind of similar. Um, because you know, once you show you can do one thing, then people who work in that field wants that thing so i think i may be, be um stuck in a, in a little bit of a fashion couture niche yeah. club a little while now and and that's absolutely fine like i, I absolutely i love doing that stuff so um yeah i think uh, it's a, it has so far uh served its its purpose well it's good to be recognized for something right so and then thank you yes I think so. <laughs> and then you then you spread your wings, right? And basically just you 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 nail this kind of genre and world. It's like it's like music video directors who go on to make features, right? Like same kind of analogy. You you become so good at it and then you kind of expand because that's what you are that's what you do as an artist, I guess, right? Exactly. So yeah, I mean, my sort of hope for for now for the next year or so is to get much more music video done, but also more fashion. But music video is really one of the the genres that are I'm really passionate about. Probably because it's very similar. I mean, the fashion films like it's very it's it is very similar to a music video in a sense. Yeah. Um, the way it's kind of the nature of it and the narrative and and the big visuals. So. Um, yeah, hopefully I can I can get some some really great music video work done. I'm in talks with some artists and, and bands already, so hopefully something will come from that. Well, this is a great showcase of your work for sure. And I just want to, before I leave you, I just wanted to compliment one thing. The editing in this film is spectacular. Nicely, because I've watched your film obviously a few times and it's like, now I'm breaking it down, right? Like I, how you're doing things, like nice camera movement, but nice, nice, nice segues, nice like transition shots that you're doing. So it's like really solid, some solid editing there. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, the editor, she she is my housemate, actually. She is an editor uh, and she has edited most of my work or a lot of my work. Uh, and because we live together, I get sort of unlimited sure. tweaks reworks and i think yeah i think she would really appreciate to hear that all of that torture i've put her through is recognized uh, <laughs> yeah. by by people so yeah thank you very much i'm i'm very pleased with how how the editing turned out yeah 
you know how to tell a story and these are the hardest stories to tell because it's so like I said pardon the it's so experimental quote unquote so meaning that it's like you're not telling a natural story right so basically but there's so much there's so much in in your storytelling so i can't wait to see what you do next i appreciate your time and uh i know this this was a tough film to make and these are usually the ones that you learn the most from, right? Like the the ones where the universe tells you that we're going to give you so many conflicts along the way. And if you really want it, then you're going to have to really work hard for it. So I think that's what happened with you and you, you achieved it. Now it's, now it's, now it's over, right? Yeah, it is. Over. <laughs> no, thank you so much. That, that means a lot. Um, there is a quote from, from a director. I don't remember who it was. He said, every time I go out to direct again, I question why on earth I'm doing this. Yeah. It's like constantly hitting myself in the head with a hammer. Yeah. Um, and I thought that that really resonates. But, you know, because I'm so passionate about it, I will go out and I will hit my head again, again and again, because um, that's the only way that I know how. Yeah, you're waking up with pain, a little bit of conflict and like worry and there's so many moving parts. But then. And then you're asking yourself, why you're do why am I doing this? And then when it's over, you understand why, I guess, right? Hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> dead on, dead on, exactly. So uh, and it's moments like this, you know, when people recognize your work uh, and, and all the hard work that went into achieving it, that you kind of yeah, it, it, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. All right, let's talk again when you make your next film. I appreciate your time and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, you too. One, two, three, four, five.